Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. Our reading from the book of Genesis. After the man Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Then he asked, Who told you that you were naked? You have eaten then from the tree of which I had forbidden you to eat. The man replied, The woman whom you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and so I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, Why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, The serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. Then the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you shall be banned from all the animals and from all the wild creatures. On your belly shall you crawl, and dirt shall you eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike at your head, while you strike at his heel. The man called his wife Eve, because she became the mother of all the living. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians, brothers and sisters. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blemish before him. In love he destined us for adoption to himself through Jesus Christ, in accord with the favor of his will, for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us in the Beloved. In him we were also chosen, destined in accord with the purpose of the one who accomplishes all things according to the intention of his will, so that we might exist for the praise of his glory, we who first hoped in Christ. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Was not the entire world before the nativity of Christ enveloped in the most unpenetrable darkness of man's wickedness? But when Mary appeared as the orient morning star, then dawned the effulgent rays of hope that the sun of justice was rising over the horizon and would soon be followed by the day of salvation, and that darkness would be overwhelmed in the effulgent flood of light. 
That is from a 1749 treatise on Mary titled Morning Star, cited in a professor's column I once read. The Immaculate Conception of Mary, our morning star, is a dogma of the Catholic Church. Unlike the rest of us, Our Lady was conceived without the stain of original sin. Does that mean that unlike the rest of us fallen creatures, she did not need saved? After all, she was a creature, too. She was not God. In Luke 147, Mary's, Mary calls God my Savior. That would seem to imply that she was not sinless. A scholar notes that this is not the case at all. Quote, as a descendant of Adam, the Blessed Virgin Mary did require a Savior since she could have contracted original sin. But God preserved her from this plague of humanity by preventing her from being stained with original sin. She was redeemed by the blood of Christ, not through baptism, but by anticipation. In the 13th century, John Dunn Scotus explained the doctrine of preservative redemption by using the analogy of a deep hole with the words original sin written on the muddy bottom. All members of the human race, except Mary, fall into that pit and are contaminated by original sin and need the grace of baptism to have it washed away. But Christ applied his grace to Mary before she could topple into the pit. Isn't that beautiful? And it just makes sense. The first Adam was conceived in an immaculate and virginal garden. Would not the second Adam, who made the first Adam, also be conceived in an immaculate and virginal garden? Of course he would. He's God. And what does God say? Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. The scholar noted that how we think of certain saints uh, as particularly childlike. St. Therese of Lisieux, for example. But have we ever thought of Our Lady in this way? For if being childlike is essential to being a disciple, then must it not follow that the Blessed Virgin possessed this quality to a supreme degree, surpassing all the saints. Mary's sinlessness and spotless virginity have not only made her supremely childlike, they have likewise made her unutterably beautiful. A paragon of beauty, beauty personified, second in this only to her divine son. Is this not why so many artists have chosen to make her their subject matter on canvas and in stone countless times over the centuries? In the divine office for the Immaculate Conception, she is saluted with the antiphon, tota pulchra es. You are all beautiful, O Mary, and there is no stain of original sin in you. Just as our Lord is believed to have been perfect to the utmost as a paragon of manhood, even in his physical qualities, undoubtedly the Blessed Virgin must have been the most beautiful of all women. Yet such outward beauty was but a symbol of that greater beauty from within. <laughs> 